so uh, I think it is live streaming now. So I'll just ask uh, Trisha uh, if she can uh, confirm that. Uh, so while we're doing that, I'd like to welcome Bronwyn uh, Vienko. How do you spell Vernkem. Vernkem. Yeah, it's two those, syllables. It's one of those things you can pronounce different ways, depending. Absolutely. Uh, this indeed. is the official way you, you heard it from <laughs> first. So it's lovely to, to, to see. This is the first time we, we've actually, uh, uh, I think we've chatted on the phone, haven't we? But we haven't. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we before. have. So no, it's great, no, it's great it's to see better than face to face. Yes, it's great <laughs> to see you. And of course, you are in Zanzibar at the moment. I'm in Zanzibar in Tanzania, yes, that beautiful, beautiful tropical island off the northern coast. Even though um, when, when you phone yeah. me up, when you phone me up, it says you're calling from Southampton. It does, so. because I, I, I know how to use my technology, so it doesn't cost you and it doesn't cost me. So, yeah, there are ways. That's great. So it's lovely to yeah. see you. So um, first of all, I will just say a few words about you. So uh, I know that you are... You have written a book, uh, which I have actually purchased on uh-huh. <laughs> Kindle. <laughs> and you also, uh, the book is called Building Your Dream Life. And the subtitle yeah. is How Property Can Help You Quit uh, the Rat Race. And you've also mm-hmm. got um, uh, a website, uh, Property Investing Foundation and so on. And, and you've yeah. basically, so you used to be in the corporate world uh, as a banker, didn't you? And then uh, within yeah. two years, you, with your husband, you did uh, Samzuchi's Mastermind program, and then you were able to first do these um, incredible, incredibly profitable deals yourself. And then you started mm-hmm. working with, well, I think the first one you were working with investors, weren't you? And then you started just working with other people and then training people. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so this is, this, is your, this is your lifestyle now, sort of traveling the world and, and doing property stuff, which is uh, Yeah, amazing. so we've got different businesses. So, yeah, it's interesting how over time the property world sort of changes as you as you become more knowledgeable um so yeah going it's pretty much four businesses really um plus my pension so yeah we've got hmo's sort of residential business we've got holiday let's guest houses short-term accommodation business and we have the development business we build we build from scratch or we do you know new builds um and then we've got my education business which is helping other people learn and sharing some of the stuff that, that we've picked up over the years. It's great fun. So there's, so you've got sort of HMOs and then you've got yeah. uh, service accommodation, holiday lets, yeah. and then you do uh, d- the developments and then you do yeah. your, your coaching and training. They're your four. Yes. And you've also got yes. pension as well. And my SAS so, pension, yeah. SAS pension, <laughs> which is used to as a sort of device uh, to help um, manage things more uh, efficient uh, t- you know, from the tax point of view, because you're putting yes. stuff into your pension tax free, and then you can use that money yeah. uh, to in- use yeah. investment in your some of your uh, deals and developments. Yeah, SAS, SAS is, uh, has been a revelation to me, really. Um, it's given it's given us flexibility as well within our property business, but it's, but it's also been incre- incredibly rewarding to, and, and I suppose res- a lot of responsibility with managing what I transferred from my, from my banking pension. So I was 20 years in Lloyds Bank, 21 years in Lloyds Bank at quite a senior level in the end. So I, I had quite a big pot 
the defined benefit pot. So it took me a while to make a decision to transfer it and to take yeah. that responsibility and manage it myself. So, yeah, it's really, really good. Because most it. people don't realise, well, most people with pensions don't realise that it could be a potential gold mine. I mean, some mm. pensions aren't worth very much, but others, if it's a final salary scheme, it, it could be worth a lot of money. And um, yeah. at the, at the, at the way it's... it's um, if you invested in property, you could potentially earn more money or grow it at a faster rate using, you know, your, your skill as, as, uh, as a yeah, as thing, person. Yeah, exactly. Because I think, I mean, everybody's situation is different and I am not a pensions advisor, so I don't, no. I don't advise <laughs> anybody in this, in this field. Um, however, for me, you know, in my situation, that, that pension has got a very high transfer value. Yeah. Um, but equally, you've got to make sure that, you know, you've got, you understand um, the risks and uh, you've got to understand what your critical yield is. So the yield that you would be getting if you left it where it was. And my critical yield with my Lloyds Bank pension was 5% per annum. So yeah. if I left it there, that's roughly what I would get. Um if, you know, if indeed the bank continued to perform and it didn't make big decisions on its pensions, which it could do, uh, as yeah. we know other, other large organisations have done. So actually, you're not hugely in control of no. your pension, but it was a defined benefit. So, it, you know, it, it, it is an attractive thing. So I had to make sure that I knew myself that, that I had the capability and, and could apply to HMRC for the authority to manage it myself and it's it's no mean feat <laughs> that's no i mean what i can do with it is huge you know i can i can borrow up to half half of it into my sponsoring company so by borrowing it i pay it back over a period over a number of years so yes. um uh at a at a quite a low rate of interest so yeah, yeah. gives me that's great gives me lots of choices yeah so yeah. it's definitely something um to look into so first of all <laughs> i'd like you to just we've got a lot to cover today because i definitely would like yeah. to learn your system the Brom, <laughs> the bromwin system <laughs> yes uh abbreviated of course because you, you can't sort of you know give us all, everything but yeah. um before we go on to that if you could just briefly I mean, here you are now, living the dream. Mm. But <laughs> but obviously, <laughs> you didn't just get there overnight. There was various no. steps you took, and presumably, yeah. if you did it now, you'll do it differently. Mm. So, but I was just just yeah. briefly just say what were the steps you did actually take yeah. to get from doing a normal job in the corporate world? Uh, how, what did you do to to get to where you are now? I have a PowerPoint slide. Yeah, go on. I'll make you I'm not going to go co-host. through all. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's go. not going to be death. All the slides. It's not going to be no, death. It won't. No, it won't. Okay. I'm just going to show a few to begin with, and then as our conversation develops, I might say, "Look, I've got an example, so I've got some case studies and things." But as as we as we chat, I might say, "Look, let me share my screen and I'll show you." Okay, because that's that's what makes the difference. And I'm a very yes. visual person, so. Yeah. Um, if I was listening to this and I was able to be viewing it, not on a, on a, just a podcast, then yes. I'd probably just want to see the slides, but I'll, um, I'll talk to them so that it doesn't matter if you, if you're not yes. actually viewing them. So um, I've made you co-host. So right. Share Thank you. you. Okay. Here we go. Right. Can you see that? All right. I can. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to go on to the big screen and go here. So, so yeah, this is um, 
property enabling freedom. And I think that's the word for me that's always stuck with me right from day one was how did we, you know, how did we make sure that we were able to create that freedom so that we didn't have to replace our jobs with another job called property management <laughs> or property stress. Uh, and of course it has been stressful, but I just want to give people an idea of um, where we are at the moment. So this is Zanzibar. Um, and uh, just because I'm in Zanzibar doesn't mean to say I'm not working. Mm. Um, but if you're able to watch this, you can see the color of the water. <laughs> My beach is just over there. Um, where I am now, I have a, a, I'm renting a house at the moment. I have a pool here. And the beach is literally uh, that first, that picture on the top left, that's, that's 30 seconds walk away. Um, and that's John, my husband in that, in that photograph. Um, and we're, you know, it's just such a beautiful place here. The color of that water is stunning and I'm able to live here and work here, um, just managing all my property income. And we've got a development out here. So we've expanded our business now into the fifth business, which is J&B property Zanzibar there we go here's us doing a bit of yoga uh, on the right hand side we're going scuba diving so that's a new skill I've learned over the last uh, last few months um, but yeah we've been out out here for a few months now um, and certainly during Covid it was a very nice place to be um, so let's move on. Who am I? So this is what you were asking about. Where am I? Oh, what, yes. what did I do? <laughs> so I was that corporate slave. Strong, strong um, words, corporate yeah. slave. Yeah, and I yeah, think many of I us was. have felt like that or feel like that Indeed, now, yeah. indeed. You know, I was commuting seven till seven wow. um, if I was lucky. Yeah. You know, I was commuting up to London. At one point I was working on the Isle of Wight and I commuted four days a week to the island. Um, mm. And... And the catalyst was when I was told I couldn't take my pension until I was 67, my full pension. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, I'm like, 67? That's madness. I, yeah. My father retired early at 55. Mm. And I had no intention of, of working beyond that if I could help it. So it made me, it made me sit up and think, how can I do something that's still going to give me time that isn't just going to be another job where I've got to got to be sitting at a desk or a computer 24 7 mm. so that was the catalyst uh, and that was the middle of 2013 when I was told that when I thought right okay I need to do something different and then today yeah we've got, got time we've got time and income from property rentals um, we talked about SAS in 2017 so if you take you know we did a, a course with Simon Zucci's mastermind program in 2014 um, I think you so we, did it about um, a, a year yeah. or after I did it. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, that's a that's like good 10 months, 12 months of learning. Yeah. John and I both did it. Yeah. And then we were, were hosting the Southampton Pin. And then I taught Mastermind for a little bit locally for Simon. Mm. You know, we were right in the throes of it. Um, but what we learned from Simon early on was never, never sort of, never to create another job. So when, whenever we were doing our deals, it was always really important that we didn't um, manage our properties. So when we started, we were working full time for pretty much the first two years I was. John gave up his after the first year. Um, and then, yeah, don't manage any properties. So it was very easy when we did our deals. Was we had to find somebody that was good enough, you know, preferably an investor themselves who could 
who could manage the properties on our behalf so that we could move on to do the next one. I mean, I find, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, managing properties, I know some people do that to save money uh, and mm. it does save a little bit of money, but it does add a lot yeah. of stress because people can get emotional. Yeah. Tenants can get emotional you know, when things go yes. wrong and that can uh, that can really affect you. And also sometimes and. I've been in the situation where I've, I, I've been in a situation where I've been forced to sell a property and I yeah. knew that I would have to evict the tenants, but yes. I had, I'd met them. I'd gone around the house and yes. I'd had a cup of tea with them and mm. they're really nice and we're really friendly. Mm. And I just felt so, yeah. so horrible, you know, having yeah. to uh, evict them. And that, so yeah. having, having this, this manager in between you, it just sort of insulates mm. that from, from all this sort yeah. of difficult emotion. You've got to find the right person. You do mm. need to find the right and it isn't yeah. high street agents. We don't use high street agents. We did at the beginning, but we don't because they don't don't really understand. You have to manage. Do. You have to manage. You can't <laughs> just let, leave them to it because unfortunately, no. you, you can't trust no. that people don't always do what no. they say. Because we no. had, I had, I had these ones, and they were going to. They said they were going to inspect it every yeah. three months, and they didn't inspect yeah. it, and, and they, they both got turned into cannabis factories. So Not you have this. to make sure we keep them. And I've had them. one of those, but, but yeah. that was before I bought it. So, yeah, um, yeah no, HMOs particularly, you know, it's so, right. so important that you've got the right mix of people in a, in a, yeah. in a house of multiple occupation. And, um, and you need a specialist person who, who knows how to manage the people and the contracts um, <clears throat> and to, you know, to make it ha a happy house. Um, that's really important. So, so by not managing, I've never met any of my tenants. So, um, and I know if I had, I would be like you, you know, yeah. because I like people and I want to, yeah. I want to provide good quality um, places for people. So <clears throat> that's a big driver for me. But, um, it, you know, I think for me, it was all about finding the right people to manage it. And that's where our relationship is. It's with the, it's with those individuals who manage our properties. And yeah. we do speak to them and we do, we do know what's going on. We do get regular uh, reviews and we do have occasionally where we've got to um to to serve section eight on someone it does happen probably less than um two twice a year probably um so anyway you know in terms of total properties not a not a huge amount we've got seven hmos we have um three holiday lets a couple of single lets we have um a very large guest house business which i'll come on to later because that's quite specialist and, and it might be interesting for your more experienced listeners but at the end of the day, you know, we were we were financially uh, free of our jobs on the back of four HMOs. So you don't need a huge amount of properties. And we, we remortgaged our house to get there. Um, so I'll come on to my adventures in a minute. So important thing is to get an education that it doesn't matter who it's with, as long as they know what they're doing and they're not just doing it for the money. <laughs> they need to be investor as well. Yeah. Um, I left my job in 2015 at the end of that year. Hardest thing I've ever done, however, really, really difficult. It's really hard to let go of something, you yeah. know, and that salary and that wage slip at the end of mm. each month when you've been working for that length of time. Yes. I do coach a lot of people now. So I often coach people through this and encourage yeah. people to set that date in their diary by when they're going to leave. Because otherwise, right. to be honest, it's really hard. I went down part time for a bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, you've, you feel like you're letting the company down, but honestly, it's the best thing I've ever done was to leave sure. my corporate job because yeah. I had headspace. I had time. Um, 
Yes, I created my SaaS and here's my portfolio. So the education on, bit of just, this Before is we go so on, just on the subject of leaving your job and being yes. a, corporate, <laughs> a corporate slave, uh, work slave, mm. so on. I think as I used to be, um, I'm a chartered accountant and I worked in in the in the in industry at yes. senior levels. But um, and it, it was I was I was I remember when I was in that situation as an accountant, I was thinking, oh, I. I don't like the stress and the commute and everything, you know, maybe I should mm. just work for myself. And it was a scary thought. Cause it, well, what if I yes. pick up my job and don't earn any money? And it is scary. Mm. Uh, but yes. and unfortunately, I ended up being made redundant. So the choice was made for me. But yeah, brilliant. Um, <laughs> and also, I was also while I was working, I was able to buy properties and build up some property assets and equity and yeah, income that way yeah. as well. So, so it's made it a lot okay, easier. Great. But I can tell you yeah. now the quality of life uh, since I left my job is so much better yes. knowing that I can, uh, you know, I do, I do work a lot, but I, I work when I want to yes. and not when I have yes. to and I can take exactly. as many breaks as I like. And now I really look forward to Monday morning. I think, great, I could work. It's not about work. It's about making money no. and doing stuff I enjoy. And it's, yes. I, I love it. And it's the way it's such a drag when it's like Christmas or yeah. back holiday thing or, you know, people are not going to be, I won't be able to get in touch with people for a week or something. And I'm just. Yeah. Uh, and but let me tell I, you, I, you know, I, and you know this as well, Keith, yeah. you know this as well. It, it's not all plain sailing. So no. I, I must, I must also <laughs> put the flip side and say, you know, running your own business is, is a huge responsibility. Sure. Um, and when it's in property, especially if you're building your portfolio as we were at this point, yes. you know, you're, we, we borrowed a lot from investors we yes. borrowed from people's pension funds yes. and um you know deals sometimes don't quite work out as you intend and so um in my book which I, again i'll i'll talk about in my book i put a lot of those problems in writing i put lots of case studies with all the numbers in there because i think there's not enough spoken about the problems and how you overcome them sure. because I, I know people who've started out and they may have even started on on um you know, on the mastermind program, and then they've given up because yes. it got difficult. Yeah. So you've got to approach this, A, with the best education you can afford, yeah. but also with an open mind and a very, very clear reason why. Because yeah, yeah. if your reason why is big enough, then you will get through those ups and downs, mm. um, the downs particularly, you will get sure. through it because yeah, you yeah. will be reminded by your coach or your yeah. mentor um or yourself that yeah. there is a reason why i'm doing this and that is such a big draw yeah. so so the our reason why was we wanted freedom we wanted to follow mm. our dreams we wanted more time yeah. um, and that was about wildlife conservation for me for john mm. it was sailing um but you know, obviously it's family and everyone says oh i'm doing it for my family mm. well no be selfish you yeah. know you're doing it for yourself and your life Yes. And the family benefits from that. So that's yeah. another point that I often make. Um, so, yeah, get going. Mm. I mean, our strategies initially were to create cash flow. Of course they were because we needed that monthly yes. income to be comfortable that our mortgage was going to be paid, that we could continue to have a, an, a decent quality of life. Uh, and over a period of time, start to, to increase the capital as well. So we... We are, and we, we have been and still are quite highly geared. So we have a lot of mortgages. Um, however, a lot of interest only mortgages, mm. but we've created assets with, yes. you know, increased 
value so so over time cash flow is important and Mm. then after that you've got to say "Mm, do i pay down debt um, in the longer term and that's sort of where we are now um is is moving on to you know creating a little bit more more lump sums if you like from developments yeah. where we can then have some choices. Do we put it into the next deal or do we actually pay down debt yeah. when yeah. interest rates are going up? Yeah. That's a sort of inc- uh, way that we've been thinking, really. Mm. So I'm going to stop sharing now if you want to, because otherwise I'll be going on to the first one of the big deals that we did. What do you want okay. to do? Yeah. Okay, so um, I think you've... So if you would just summarise in... So the first thing, so you did the mastermind, you got educated. Yeah. Then you did yeah. this first deal, uh, and the first deal uh, to just summarise it. Well, I think yeah. you, you bought we bought something, and you, there was a planning game, wasn't there? You bought it, had a big garden. Yeah, this is the one thing. I'll take. I'll take yeah. you through now. Um, it was the it was the catalyst to recognising that we could work together with other people and actually make yes. a much better return. Um, yes. And again, you know, we were we were being mentored and coached, which which made it a little bit easier. Yes. But the, it gave us the confidence. This first deal um, that I'll just talk through now. Yeah, gave us the so confidence. I, think, I think the yeah. first deal is the hardest one, isn't it? Because also big most deal. people, yes, I know, the first big deal, first big deal. <laughs> yes, because I know when I started, yeah. I, I read a book. I knew property is a good thing, uh, and yeah. I had some equity because my own per house went up in value. So uh, yeah. I could New York draw down some money and put it as a uh, deposit in a, a buy-to-let property. So that's what I did. And then, yes. unfortunately, this was about 20 years ago. So prices were going up and, yeah. and that worked. And then I got more equity in that and I put that in another house. And, and, yes. and, and then that went up. And that works yeah. when in a rising market, but yeah. markets don't always rise. So this is why it's good to learn other strategies such as mm. I think the one your first yes. big deal and that produced yes. so much profit then it was yeah. enabled you I mean, to what, what you describe is really yeah. what, what most people do yeah. yeah when you know you you raise the money and you go I've got enough I use my equity and yeah. but it, it's a very slow way it isn't it isn't the way that that we could do it because we just didn't have the time we, sure. we, we were determined that we wanted to leave our corporate jobs within a couple of years yes and in fact we set ourselves that goal that mastermind goal of sixty thousand pounds yes per annum income straight away we set that as the first 12 months yeah Yes. So we were we were pretty determined. So the slow way wasn't going to work for us. So no. whilst we, we did take equity from our home, which yeah. is quite a big decision, we yeah. took quite a lot out. I think yes. it was more like some, uh, 150, something like that, nearly yeah. maybe nearly 200,000, which we were lucky enough to have achieved. Mm. Um, and then, but then you run out because property yes. prices, and I'm, and I'm in Hampshire, yes. um, property prices in the South are really not cheap. So the choice for me was if I want to buy locally, which is my aim, because I wanted to do the negotiating and be able to view properties, then I had to find income as funding for my deposits. So very early on, I recognized that the first couple of properties, maybe two or three properties we could do with our own funds, but we needed to work with other people and investors. And that was really what our uh, strength was, because we started very early. I think being a banker as well, people felt they could trust me a little bit. Yeah. But also, I'm very good at negotiating, and 
I was able to really find some really good investors. And this this example example I'm going to share is um, yes, go ahead. It's a good one, I think. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so we found this property. I I'd been I bought a couple of properties through an agent in Southampton, and I was doing this, you know, going to talk to them regularly. Have you got anything else that's interesting? Anything that's a bit different? Um, anything that maybe you you don't know, you know, how to value it? And this is exactly the one that they brought to me, and they said. I tell you what, we've we've got something that's a bit unusual. Just what you told us. Come and see it because we have we haven't a clue uh, yeah, what yeah. to do with it. <laughs> Would you believe this this house here? It's a single freehold house. Wow! And this is its footprint here. You can see where its uh, its land goes right down yes. the garden. It's very large, and it's in it's in residential um, road in Southampton. Um, half of well, a third of this property had started to be converted into flats, mm. but for some time before. <laughs> so it had got planning permission, um, but it hadn't been, it had planning for six flats and it hadn't been finished. It had only been started something like 15, 20 years before. So it was pretty, pretty much a dump. Uh, the, 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 the brothers that owned it, this was their family home and their elderly parents sort of still owned it. Um, but when they died, they were left with, you know, what do we do with it? Um, the rest of this house here was um, was their family home. They they then decided to rent it mm. on a single let basis, but it was mm. pretty pretty horrible inside. Mm. So um, they let it to somebody on um, on benefits who mm. was a hoarder. So um, I, I'd love to show you the pictures, but it was pretty awful um, right. inside as well. They put it on the market. They wanted a million pounds, I think. No, yeah. half a million. They wanted half a million for, for right. it. Um, we recognised that a not only was it not more, uh, not mortgageable, but it had a huge garden and it also had planning um, in place already. And right. if you've got a good education, you know that if it's partly converted you don't yes. need to go back to the planning it's, right. it's already got planning so yeah. happy days yeah, so yeah. we spotted that straight away and yes. this lovely agent said um i said to him look don't worry you know um we'll look at it we'll 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 see what we think it's worth yeah and um he said well i'm not going to show anyone around it then so yeah. he put it on the market, but he didn't show anyone around. So, right. you know, I, it's, it's a great thing where build relationships is really important. Yes. So the opportunities, as a lot of your people listening would probably see, freehold to leasehold, you can create those six flats mm. uh, because it's got planning to do so. Yeah. Um, huge refurbishment needed, however, because it's a very old property and it had problems with it. All its wall ties were bowed. Right. Um, and there was some roof issues. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, a few things needed to be done to it. Um, but it had planning gain opportunities yes. in the garden as well. So with those three opportunities, we thought, yes, it's going to work. And we just need to find the money and we need to get some plans together. Um, so this is the funding. This is what we did. So, yes. um, the mar it was on the market for half a million. We bought yeah. it for 350. They yeah. didn't. We we tried to negotiate a purchase lease option and all those sorts of different things. Yeah. Um, and in the end, we we negotiated a, de a delay a little bit while we sorted the leases out. Um, we set ourselves a budget to refurb it of one hundred and sixty thousand, um, and plus costs. 
total GDV we estimated was at least 660. So you can see it was a little bit tight. Um, yes. And, and we the, had no the, funds the, available. The, the, the reason they, you were willing to, um, so it was on the market for 500,000, but they had to sell it to you at such a large discount because no one else uh, wanted to buy it because they realised it would require wow. so much work to to renovate and they weren't aware of all these sort of upsides with the, with the planning you're talking about. The interesting thing was we were able to, yeah, we were able yeah. to talk to the owners through the agents. Now, the owners were um, a couple of brothers. They were retired. They weren't interested at all in the property. And yeah. what was driving them was they wanted certainty they didn't get on. <laughs> they wanted certainty of sale. So they wouldn't, yes. didn't want to mess about with this purchase lease option and earn some money whilst we sorted it out. They didn't want that. Um, but also their communication was very poor. So one of them was in France and, and he'd stopped communicating for a couple of months at a time and it would all go quiet, mm. <laughs> which was a bit scary. Um, the agent stuck with us, however. The agent recognised that we knew what we were talking about, that yes. we would, they could trust us. Yes. And so what they didn't want to do was go out to the market and show it to lots of people and, right. and have this frenzy because yeah, yeah. they wanted a, an easy life as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. But we built trust with the owners. We were very patient with the owners. Yeah. We wanted time to 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 actually from a tax point of view and um, stamp duty point of view was to create the leases before we bought it. So okay. we bought it as a freehold and six leases. Okay. We spent the month, the legals to make that happen. Yes. Um, but it saved us a lot of money um, in the long run. Um, okay. And I won't go into that now, but uh, this is yeah. the outcome. We actually built, we actually created six flats, luxury flats. Oh, huh? wow. uh, we, we, we took some of the garden away. So we actually fenced it off. So it still had some communal garden space, but we still yeah. had then the back of the garden available. Our sources of finance were private investors. So investors yeah. who had lent to us before, but also investors who were happy to do a joint venture because we were, this was our first big project and we hadn't, you know, we hadn't got the experience necessarily that some investors would want. So these JV partners came in eyes wide open, knew that this is our first one, came in and helped us. So we had mm. an accountant, we had a, we had a solicitor, we had mm. just a bunch of people that liked us, that yes. knew us, that, that you know, just a, just a handful. And yeah, we'd yeah. have regular meetings, one ran the bank account, someone else ran the, you know, paid the bills. It was just really good joint venture. Uh, we borrowed from people's sips and sasses as well, which was more sort of arm's length. Um, yes. But yeah, we ended up buying it um for that for that price um the refurb cost more <laughs> so 210 yes. not, not 160 because there was a basement and we hadn't appreciated that that needed um, yes. a bit of work on, on it of course things took longer and we came across issues we were taking down walls we were taking down chimneys and um those of course are fraught with difficulty and cost However, you know, it, it wasn't too bad because at the end of the day, our GDV went up. So the value of these flats um, was higher than we, we anticipated. So, so that worked really well. Um, you know, lots of, lots of issues along the way, of course. We still own one of these flats. We've got the, we've got the two bed uh, show flat that we still own. This is the rear of the property now. Um, and have I got 
uh, that's a, that's a different one. So, so the front it looks it looks quite nice now. We've got the sort of down lighters and we've got really nice front door mm. front doors for people to use. And yeah, uh, transformed this this building. So it was it was a good first project to do. And, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that was the catalyst. It was a little bit stressful, but because we were JVing with the builder yes. as well, you know, he took all the pain out of it. Um, oh yes we, of course yeah we communicated with the investors very very well and that is so important i and mean then, that is, long story yeah, yeah that's fantastic long story. For your first, i mean it does yeah. sound quite mm. advanced for, i mean obviously you've done stuff before you education and you were partnering with people yeah. you were doing but it sounds like incredible mm. really you just got a lot of things i mean i know you went over a bit on the refurbs but pretty much yeah. you uh everything just all like gel together and it all works yes so i mean it that's did work. Incredible. i think it's, it's quite pretty, risky it is as a risky. jv it is risky but we were we were reducing our risk because of the joint venture because yes. if we'd made some losses on it we would have shared that loss for the investors yeah. and they they were very clear about that too you know we were going in into this com- completely honestly and that's what you've yes. got to do so yeah, yeah. If, if i was someone else starting out now i probably would have done maybe a, a house to two flats or something like that a little bit easier a little less okay risky. yeah so this is when um, so we've, we, we've got sort of quarter on our left so yeah this is where i want yeah, to focus yeah. now so you yes. did it did it your way did this incredible yes. deal we had like a bit of luck and uh but mm. it turned out really well uh mm-hmm. and um and that gave you the confidence and experience to then go on and do all this other stuff but yes, if someone yes. was just starting out with no yeah. money uh yes. uh what would you recommend as their as their path mm. to well uh, you know you can't you can't you can't do property investing with no money and that's oh. what i say i know i know other people good marketing people will say oh it's fine you know you can do rent to rent or whatever yeah. but you always have to have a buffer you've got to have a cash buffer you've got to have something to fall back on so yeah. if if you've got equity in a property that you own that's the cheapest and quickest way to get some cash in your pocket um so that's my advice initially um get a good education so start learning it doesn't have to cost mm. you a huge amount my you online by program your is, book <laughs> yeah but my book is my book is like 10 10 pounds yeah my um my program is 695 and that includes yeah. coaching so yeah. you don't have to spend tens of thousands as we did yes. <laughs> on mastermind yes. you know just start at your own pace yes. and start to build that confidence um mm. And then if you can find an asset that will give you a, a return and work out the return on investment so that you're confident that, you know, even if there's a couple of voids in a year that you'll still make a profit, um, then start very simply single let something manageable and um, and take it from there, really, because if you can work with other people's money, but you've got to be you've got to be confident and experienced. So when you're starting out, it's not that simple. Um, no, I mean, I think I think the yes, the, the key to accelerating everything is to is to work with investors and other people's money, isn't it? Because it's it's so yeah, slow yeah. the way that I did it, and uh, with with a fast rising market for a few years, it's obviously it's quite fast, but uh, you, that's not sustainable. Yeah. We might go for periods of um, of, yeah. of drought, but if you have working with, because the point is yeah. with investors, well, where do they put their money? Stocks and shares can go down, and yeah. um, 
the bank, you know, hardly gives any money at all. So, yeah. uh, and and pension, if they have your pension fund, you know, if they buy an annuity, that mm. only gives like a few percent. Uh, when I looked at the rates uh, yeah. for annuities, I was shocked at how low they were. And then yes, so if you have pension, indeed, you indeed. buy an annuity, and then when you die, all <clears throat> that money's gone. Whereas if you mm. put the money into property, then it, uh, you know, you can pass Yeah, it. I mean, property is an asset. And it, as long as you're buying in the right location, and, yes. and you've done your due diligence and you you understand this stuff, then yes. that asset can give you recurring income, but also capital growth in the long term. Yeah. You know, as long as you don't have to sell it at a particular yes. time, you've got yeah, that yeah. asset behind you. So people ask me, well, how do you how do you ask people for money? Because I could never do that. You know, yes. it's like politics and, you know, sure. you don't talk about these things at the dinner table, do you? Yes. So, so people say, well, how do you meet people that might have money and how do you yeah. start? So I think this is a good lesson just for people listening, because mm-hmm. this is where people give up and they go, oh, yes. no, I couldn't do that. You know, it's, it's all a scam. And you go, yes. no, it's not. Because all I, all I do, and this is what I learned, and this is what I teach other people, is just to tell people what you're doing, just yes. to pass the time of day with people, see who's interested in the subject. That's yes. all it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. People, people are talking about their money. They're talking about interest rates. And, and you know, everyone's negative. So they go, oh, isn't it terrible? You know, my stocks and shares are worth X now. And, and so you start having the conversation and say, well, look, you know, I'm doing this thing in property and I'm able to, you know, get quite a good return on my money. Mm. Um, obviously, because I've got knowledge and I'm learning and I'm doing it properly, then, you know, I'm reducing my risks. So um, I, I usually say to people, look, you know, come and have a look at what I do or come or yeah. Come and see some examples of how I do what I do. Mm. But also the important thing is read a book. You know, I gave them Simon Zucci's book. Now Mm. people can read my book and they go, Mm. oh, it's not that difficult. Mm. No, it's not really difficult. So when you explain to people why I can get a return on investment in double digits, they go, "Okay, I get that. Mm. So if I was talking to an, uh, someone with money in the bank mm. who doesn't know anything about property investing as such, mm. then you, you talk about, well, you know, what do they want and need? What do mm. they want their money to do for them in the future? Mm. And I say that I'm always looking for investors. And yeah. my investors could be cash flow investors because early yeah. days you always need cash for refurbishments. Yes. So I'll talk about cash flow. I'm always looking for cash flow investments, which is for a shorter period of time at, yeah. a, at a sort of, you know, relatively low rate of interest. But I don't talk about interest rates at that point. I talk yes. about, you know, anything in between that and maybe joint venturing. So yes. I say, look, if you if you if if somebody said to me, I'm quite happy to tie my money up for, you know, for a few years mm. and they know me well enough and they go, look, you know, if you want to have that that money i'm happy if it sits somewhere and you know just let me know what you're doing with it Mm. and i'm happy to do that on a loan basis Mm. and you know the first person that i borrowed from interestingly enough was someone i i didn't know at all initially um he was my gas boiler man oh oh, really coming to service the boiler would you believe and i thought i had my coach's uh conversation in my, in my mind which is always tell everyone what you're doing yeah. it doesn't matter who they are so I chatted to him you know it's good I've got a day off to do because you're coming to do the boiler because I'm actually I want time to do my property stuff and his ears yes. pricked up and said um oh I go to pin meetings 
Oh, like, really? oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> been to more pin meetings than I had at that point. Right. And just because it just because it sparked an interest, he then said, look, I'd love to talk, talk more about it. And I showed him around one of my HMOs. Uh, I was looking for investors at that point. We did mm. cash flow loan. Mm. I think it was like eight thousand pounds, nothing, mm. you know, nothing, mm. not a lot of money. Mm. Um, and I said to him, what sort of interest rate would you be comfortable with? Mm on a short-term basis and yeah. he said well you know i'm getting i'm getting one or two percent because he had one of these offset mortgages yes I'm, you know i'm getting something for it but you know maybe three or four percent would be good yes I'm like oh, that suits me really well sure. and i think that's about right yeah so it, you don't have to offer people huge amounts yeah. and if you do they would run a mile if sure. i'd said to him i could pay you 10 percent, which actually I, I don't think is right yes um then I don't think he would have lent to me. Yeah. So there you go. So all you need to do, and <clears throat> you know, read my book, but have a chat with me another time if you want mm. to get to this point. Mm. You just need to to be yourself and mm. talk about stuff about property and and no more than that. And then if people express an interest, you get show them what you do, give them an example, show them my book, you know, show them why property is a good way to invest but if they don't want to do it themselves which most of them don't no then they benefit from your knowledge and you benefit from their funds and it's yeah. a win-win they then it get is. a return on their money that's more than they get now and yeah, you yeah. get the ability to do another deal so yeah, yeah. you know it's it, it i don't think it's difficult now but when i was learning you know it was really scary it was it was really difficult oh the first if you've not done it the before one, yes yeah. it is yes yeah, it's difficult. Um, you, know, you don't know what's going to happen, do you? I remember my first buy to let. Yeah, it was sort of terrifying. But uh, and you always think, yeah. oh, well, the market's about to crash. <laughs> but or, um, your, or your first investor, you know, and the sort of things yes. that they come up with as yeah. as risks. You know, they'll say, sure. oh my goodness, what happens if the market crashes? Yes, we've always got an answer for that because we know yeah. that if we've bought in the right location, there's yes. high rental demand, yeah. and you, you know, you've got you've got tenants. Yeah. paying you every month you know their risk is if the tenant loses their job and the tenant can no longer pay you okay yes. so that's the risk isn't it yeah. but if it's in an area of high demand if that tenant has to leave you can replace them of course so the risk is not about the the, the market crashing in no. terms of values it's about whether you can you know have a tenant to pay to pay the rent or not yes so it's a very different it's a very different risk uh, and from an investor's point of view, they need to know that, that they can trust you, that you've got yes. other assets as well in the background, like yes. a home. Yes. And that if something went wrong, you would be able to pay them back. Yes. And that's, you know, again, that's an open, honest conversation. Yes. And we always have we always have loan agreements. We always put things in writing, whether yes. we know this person really well or not. We will always sign a document that says this is what we're agreeing to. These are the terms. If we don't pay back, the penalty interest rate doubles. If 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 the person wants to pull out, what happens if they yeah. want their money back early? You know, all these things. Um, they're all risks, and, and you can overcome them just by having good conversations and good communication. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, that sounds great. So, um, yeah, so you mentioned to start off with, yeah, you could maybe try doing a single let, but then you mentioned all these other things like HMOs, guest houses, 
service accommodation. So what would you advise as the next step after a single let? Was it HMO? Yeah. Is it a development or is it uh, service accommodation? Well, it, it depends on the marketplace where you're investing and how much money you've got. If, you, if you've got investor funds, um, it's, it's, it's quite easy because, you know, if you pay them back and, and they're happy with you, they're, they're usually quite happy to lend to you again. Um, so that's, it's, it means that you've got some backup there. So I think for us, when we, we found that HMOs were getting harder because there was more competition in the market. Okay. And we felt that we've got our sort of our base of income from a source that we were comfortable with, but mm. actually doing more of them didn't really, it wasn't really interesting. And I felt that we needed to diversify a little bit. Yeah. So having done those flats, we thought, well, you know, we did sell them except for one of them and we kept the land. So we were always looking at what could we do with the land and planning permission. So it was a natural thing for us to, to venture into that development world and get some more education. So we actually did some, um, some education on how do you assess uh, development opportunities. It was with Richard and Brinley Little, brilliant people, um, mm. very knowledgeable and um, assessing land and conversions and things because it's so risky it's really important to get good knowledge so yeah. for me that made sense but for other people diversifying could could mean going into just a different strategy maybe a different location so holiday lets has been really fascinating um, yeah. over the last few years because people go oh no what did you do during covid mm. well we had really good occupancy even during COVID and mm. that was because the market changed. Mm. So rather than people coming on holiday, because they yes. weren't allowed to do that, That's right. what we had was that people had sold their houses and hadn't bought because there, were, there weren't many properties for sale. So, yes. what, so what we did, people then stayed in our holiday lets for maybe a few months at a time and um, between houses really, because okay. they're fully furnished. Yeah, so there's yeah. a huge market there for mm. for short-term letting because normally you, you can only have an AST for you know six to twelve months. Yeah. So people didn't want that. They wanted to be able to look find their new property and have somewhere that was all furnished they could just move into and move out of. Yeah. So we we did really well with that. And then contractors coming down and working because contractors couldn't stay in hotels because hotels mm. were closed. Yeah. Um but they, it was safer and from a COVID point of view, better if their little group of workers stayed together as a bubble. So yes. they, they rented our, some of our houses as a little bubble and yes. um, they'd come down from, you know, Leeds or Nottingham in, in this instance and yes. uh, with their white van and yes. uh, they'd rent a, one of our holiday lets. So mm. it was really good because we had longer term rentals there. We, it was less money per day but actually a better occupancy overall mm. so so service departments some um, my course covers all of the strategies the pros and cons mm. but um holiday lets and things can be a lot of hard work mm. and i can hear people are shouting now at me going oh yes but you know oh mm. yes but i haven't got the time and oh yes but don't they mm. trash the place and steal everything mm. um no, they don't actually. Um, we we're very careful. We don't leave valuables, obviously, in our mm. in our houses. 
but we do want them to feel homely and comfortable. So the secret, if you still want freedom um, mm. of time, is to find somebody local who you know and trust, who, who's good at marketing, who will mm. be able to manage the properties on your behalf. And if somebody local, because when there's a problem with the Wi-Fi or the washing machine mm. breaks, they can just sort out those issues there and then because they're local. Now, we pay, um, we pay our uh, managers on our serviced accommodation. We pay them a percentage of the turnover. Mm. So they're incentivized to get good returns because it impacts their, their income. Yeah. Now, obviously, we pay for things. You know, we obviously pay the bills. We pay for the laundry to be serviced, mm. um, and you know, they uh, and the cleaners, of yes. course. But having somebody on on site who can just check that everything's been done properly, who perhaps drops the bottle of wine into the fridge, you know, yes. for the next guest, and also somebody who is good at doing Airbnb or whatever platform you want them to be on, that's really important. So yeah. um, our lady, Vanessa, is fantastic. She, she is a super host on Airbnb for her own um, holiday let. And what she does is she puts ours on as hers. And oh, okay. So she teams up with someone who already uh, has her own holiday let. Yeah. So she knows what yeah. she's doing. And that well, she just has. Too. Yeah, that's right. So it, it, it's, it's really good. So, you know, the theme in, in everything I talk about to people and, and quite often from the questions is, is about it's about people this business yeah. it's not about it's That's not about right, money it's not yeah about i mean the, yeah that was something that people. simon always used to say property is a people yeah. business uh, it is. It uh is. i mean i think it can i mean i think it can be i think some people if you've got a lot of money or they can they can do it just mm. on their own but i think yeah. to really um to to work well and to accelerate faster i think it definitely helps if you if you are more of a people person and you network and you 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 mm. work out your strengths and weaknesses and partner with other people, both in terms yeah. of mindset and strategy and location yes. and assets and cash and all, all the different things that different people have got different yeah. of. And it takes time, you know, it takes time to meet people. And, you know, pin meetings are a really good place. Property investor network meetings, I always um, suggest those are those are quite quite a nice place to mm. to meet people um social media to a point mm. you know can be a good place to connect because we met on linkedin um, we did yeah yes. we did i use linkedin quite a lot yeah um and you always and, post you on facebook yeah. <laughs> i go to facebook bromwin says this bromwin says that so which is great so uh you know it's well i love i love to help people learn and it's yeah. a big it's a big passion for me you know we don't have to i don't have to have my education business john's not bothered with sure. it he he doesn't you know he doesn't enjoy that and i think if you come from that that space of helping people uh mm. it, it's more enjoyable and it uh yeah. it's is 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 just good karma it's just great for the world you know it's just great to help people it's great for the other person you feel better and um it also creates trust as well and also people know they see it's just they think this person's trying to help me. It's just a totally different. Yeah, I mean, there's a limit, uh, Keith. There's a limit. So yeah. people, I'm very generous with my time, yes. usually. Um, but th there is a limit. So what? So what I've created is an online program. So it's easy to access. It's it's um, yes. one hour video webinars. So when I was when I was teaching Mastermind with Simon locally, 
Um, yes. You know, they, people had to ship up once a month and, you know, it was a whole day and yes. then they had homework and they ship up the next month and it costs a lot of money for people. Yes. So what I've what I created with Simon's Blessing is something where you don't have to ship up at a certain time. You can go online and watch these modules. There's 23 yes. of them. Mm. You can watch them whenever you want to with a yes. glass of wine in hand, usually. And yes. And listen to some of my key points about every aspect of investing. Um, yes. And then I invite some, you know, experts like tax, tax advisors, mortgage brokers, insurance brokers, all these people, mm. because I'm not experts in all no. this stuff. So I bring them in, interview them, just as you're doing with me. And I say, right, what are the key things people need to be aware of yeah. today, you know, yes. up to date? Um, so, yeah, so making it accessible learning is really important for me because then I don't have to spend lots of time giving my time away. That's it's, right. It's quite expensive. Of course. So people buy my program for, you know, yes. 600 pounds. And, and then if they want coaching with me separately, then yes. that's, that's a, a fairly reasonable hourly rate. And then yes. I know what they know already. And I say, yes. look, make sure you've watched module three yes. before we speak because that's what we need to to talk about so um so i've made i've made learning more accessible i think yes and this was five years ago before zoom became the normal you know modus operandi i do my coaching on zoom and always have done yes because john and i traveled the world in 2017 and so i set up my business then to teach because i wanted something to take with me and to to have wherever i was and feel that i was still contributing <laughs> That's great. So I think we ought to, to, to wind up uh, there yeah. as uh, respect yeah, yeah. everyone's time. So, uh, but your website is propertyinvestingfoundation.com, isn't it? I will send you, a, I'll send you a link to yes, put in I'll the show notes the, if you like, notes, yeah. because the links are really important because the link will come through to, to the page where, you know, it talks about the oh, program have a special and page, my video yeah. and so I have okay. a special page. Yeah. And then people can watch. The, I've got free a free webinar that's an hour long, all about yes. the myths of, of property investing and how to overcome okay. them and all that. So I'll send you sure. that link. Yeah, that sounds um, great. And then people can contact me through social media usually, just like you did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, if people have got any specific questions about what we've talked about today, you know, they can book a chat with me. Yeah. Um, a free chat with me for half an hour. Yeah. Um, and it's very easy to to pick up where we've left off, really, if people have got questions. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, um, lovely to meet you. And I uh, hope you have Thank a lovely too. day uh, in the sunshine. And Thank hope you. to see you again yeah. uh, very, very soon. So, Indeed. Uh, Thanks, Keith. So bye, bye for now. So, um, 